Shabbat Shalom, my beloved brethren. Blessing to every one of you here present. Praises are unto our almighty Yahuwah and Yahusha for granted us this opportunity to gather here to commemorate this particular Sabbath day and render worship and glory in the holy name of Yahusha HaMashiach. My brethren, our topic for today's lesson is stealing. What is stealing? Stealing is taking something that doesn't belong to you without permission. When we hear the word stealing, we often think of someone breaking into our homes or shoplifters trying to smuggle high-priced products out of a store. We think of career criminals or stealing from dishonest for dishonest personal gain. While stealing can be unethical, criminal theft can result from poor impulse control or addictive compulsive disorders. For example, kleptomania or compulsive stealing is a common cause that many forget exists. Test stealing is about a psychological compulsion instead of a desire to profit or gain something material or financial as defined by the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders. Kleptomania is a recurrent failure to, to resist the urge to steal. In most cases of kleptomania, the person steals things they don't need, unlike most cases of criminal theft, where items are stolen either out of need or because they are very expensive or valuable. The stolen items are often of little to no value, and they could often easily afford them if they had decided to pay. Kleptomaniacs typically steal spontaneously and alone, while most criminals, most criminal thefts are planned and may involve another person. But People with kleptomania feel strong urges to steal with anxiety and tensions, an arousal, leading, an arousal leading up to the theft and feeling pleasure and relief. But many kleptomaniacs also feel guilty or remorseful after the act of stealing is over but are later unable to resist the urge. Why do people steal so much? People may steal to prove their independence, to act out against family or friends, or because they don't respect others or themselves. 
Some people steal as a means to survive due to economic hardship. Others enjoy the rush of stealing. Some try to fill an emotion, an emotional or physical void in their lives. Others shoplift because of jealousy, low self-esteem, or peer pressure, social issues like feeling excluded or overlooked can also cause stealing. So what's the solution? Where can we find help when suffering from these problems? We must turn to our almighty Yahuwah, Abba, for the answers and solutions to overcome our problems. Yahuwah Abba gave us the Holy Scriptures to guide and teach us his commandments on any subject we want to know. So we must learn from the Holy Scriptures what's written about stealing. To start our lessons from today, our first question is, what is the eighth commandment of Yahuwah, our God? The answer to this question, we can find in the book of Exodus chapter 20, verse 15. And it's simple. It says, do not steal. So what's the eighth commandment of Yahuwah, our God? As we have just heard, the eighth commandment of Yahuwah, our God says, you must not steal. And what is the definition of stealing? The definition of stealing is taking someone else's property without permission or legal rights. And what else, when done, is also considered stealing when you borrow something without returning it this is also stealing. So what is the warning of scripture against those who steal? The answer, to find the answer to this question, we have to go to the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 10. Or who steal or are greedy or are drunkards, or who slander others, or are thieves, none of these will possess God's kingdom. So what is the warning of scripture against those who steal? The warning of scripture against those who steal is that they will not possess the kingdom of Yahuwah God. Who else will also not see the kingdom of Yahuwah? Neither those who are greedy, drunkards, slanderers of others, nor thieves will see the kingdom of Yahuwah. Now one might say, I will never steal. But the question is, can he live up to that promise? Stealing can happen in different ways. Sometimes knowingly, and sometimes even unknowingly, as in the case of a kleptomaniac. 
But we do many things in life unconsciously, not thinking that it is another way of stealing. Who also are guilty of stealing? The answer to this question is found in the book of Colossians, chapter 3, verse 22 down to 23. Slaves, obey your human masters in all things, not only when they are watching you because you want to gain their approval, but do it with a sincere heart because of your reverence for the Lord. Whatever you do, Walk at it with all your heart, as though you were working for the Lord and not for people. So who also are guilty of stealing? We have just read God's will concerning those with a human master. What is the equivalent today of a human master? The equivalent today of a human master is, for example, our employer. How must we work as employees? As employees, we must work with reverence for the Lord. Who are the employees who work with reverence for the Lord? Employees who work with reverence for the Lord are those who work with sincere hearts, even when no one is watching. When we do not do the work we agreed to do based on the contract, that is also stealing. What then can be considered stealing from work? Stealing from work can be considered when you are not being honest, clocking in. When you are wasting time instead of doing the work. And also when you are pilfering and stealing office supplies. So what is God's will for employers? The answer is found in the book of James chapter five, verse four. For listen, hear the cries of the field workers whom you have cheated of their pay. The wages you held back cry out against you. The cries of those who harvest your fields have reached the ears of the Lord of heaven's army. What is God's will for employers? God's will for employers is not to hold back their employees' wages. Why shouldn't employers hold back their employee wages? Employers should not hold back employees' wages because the employees will start crying. And what will happen when the employee starts crying? When the employees start crying, the wages held back will also begin to cry against the employer. And who will hear these cries? These cries will reach the ears of the Lord of heaven's armies.
who also is guilty of stealing. In the book of Mark, chapter 12, verse 40, it is written, yet they shamelessly cheat widows out of their property and then pretend to be peers by making long prayers in public. Because of this, they will be more severely punished. Who also is guilty of stealing? Those who cheat and take advantage of other people to make money from them are also guilty of stealing. Who is an example of people who cheaters can easily exploit? An example of people who cheaters can easily exploit is widows. We must not cheat or commit fraud against anyone, especially those most vulnerable. Against who was Yahusha speaking? Yahusha was speaking against the Pharisees. What were the Pharisees doing? The Pharisees pretended to be pious and very religious by making long prayers in public. So what will be their reward for their display? Their reward will be a more severe punishment. But instead of helping widows, they took advantage of them and cheated them, similar to what is presently happening nowadays by many so-called religious leaders who take advantage of their members. My beloved brethren, I thank you for listening to me. And the remaining part of this lesson will continue to be brought to you by our beloved brother, Brother John. I thank you. My brothers and sisters in the faith, we know it is a cruel thing to steal from our fellow human beings, especially during these times when so many people are in poverty and hardship. However, if it is a sin to steal from our fellow human beings, there's something actually even worse than that. What could that be? Let's read what it says in the book of Malachi 3, 8 to 9. Will a man rob God? Surely not. And yet you have robbed me. What do you mean? When did we ever rob you? You have robbed me of the tithes and offerings due to me. And so the awesome curse of God is cursing you. For your whole nation has been robbing me. Your attitude toward me has been proud and arrogant, says Yahuwah. If it's a sin against Yahuwah Abba to steal from our fellow human beings, what is a worse sin? The Bible says when we steal from or when we rob Allahim himself. Now, how is it possible to rob Allahim or to rob God? This was the question asked by the ancient people of God. And the response of Yahuwah is, you have robbed me of the tithes and offerings due to me. And so when a person fails to fulfill his or her duty to give offering to Yahuwah, it is the equivalent of robbing or stealing from Yahuwah Abba 
himself. What we read here are about tithes. What was the tithe all about? It was the giving of 10% of your income to Yahuwah as an offering to him. What was the purpose of the giving of tithes? It was to maintain the operation of the tabernacle or the temple and to maintain the livelihood of the Levites who worked during or for the temple. Is the giving of tithes still applicable today? What is your answer? If you still remember our lesson in our BQA, we talked about the law still applicable today. Is the tithe still applicable today? Not literally, but spiritually. Why is it not applicable literally? That's because there is no physical temple. There are no actual Levites. However, it still applies spiritually because there is a spiritual temple. What is that spiritual temple? It's called the assembly of Yahushua. We, the body of our Christ, we represent the temple of the living God today. This is why we have to maintain the operations of the assembly of Yahushua. Do you know how the operations of the assembly of Yahushua is maintained? Well, we have to maintain of course, our ability to broadcast the worship service. And so we have several applications. We have to have internet connection. We have to have servers. We have to store the videos and whatnot. And we have to do a more careful job in doing that. And so there are many expenses that are involved in the operation of the assembly of Yahusha. What also is included in these expenses? Well, there's also the work of research. And so we need to amass for ourselves a library of books, the Assembly of Yahushua. We have a growing library that we need to maintain and cultivate. What else? We need to maintain the operations of the Assembly by providing for the needs of the laborer who works full-time for the sake of the Assembly of Yahushua. Well, how are we going to supply the financial responsibility of maintaining the operations of the assembly of Yahushua by following the principle of giving offering. This is why today when we give offering, is it according to the 10% that was given during the days of ancient Yisharal? No, it's not. What determines the amount of offering that we give? It is our heart our faith. No one is compelled to give. However, when we give offering to Yahuwah, what are we able to express to Yahuwah? We express that we trust him and that we acknowledge that everything comes from who? Our Father in heaven. This is why at the bottom of this passage, you notice what Yahuwah said concerning those who do not give offering. He says, your attitude toward me has been proud and arrogant because they do not acknowledge that everything that they have comes from Yahuwah. Every day when we wake up in the morning and we are blessed with a livelihood, when we do not acknowledge that this comes from the mighty hand of Yahuwah, it is as though we are saying to the Father, we don't need you. This all came from my hard work. Brethren, our ability to work, who did that come from? That, came, that comes from our Father. Yahuwah. And so when we give offering to him, we express our trust 
our belief that everything we have comes from the giving hands of our Father in heaven. And what is the promise of Yahuwah? For those who give offering to him. Let's read the book of Malachi 3 in the verses 10. Bring the full amount of your tithes to the temple so that there will be plenty of food there. Put me to the test and you will see that I will open the windows of heaven and pour out on you in abundance all kinds of good things. This is a promise from Yahuwah. Yahuwah does not break his promises. What he speaks of is true. And what is the promise of Yahuwah concerning those who give dutifully, those who give from their heart and faithfully? Bible says, put me to the test and you will see I will open the windows of heaven and Yahuwah will pour out in us abundance of all kinds of good things. It doesn't matter what the status of the economy may be. And when we listen to the news, we know that the economies of the world, it's falling apart. Many people are scrambling to be able to obtain the things that they need to, to sustain their life. However, for the people of Abba, they will be provided for by the loving kindness of Yahuwah, regardless of the condition of the world. Is Yahuwah able to do this? Absolutely. Because with one word, Yahuwah created all things. If Yahuwah can create the universe with but a word, providing for our needs during times of difficulty, it's nothing to him. Let us learn to praise Yahuwah and to give thanksgiving unto him. What must we do so that we can protect ourselves then from the temptation of stealing? Let's read the book of Acts 20, 33 to 35. I have never coveted anyone's silver or gold or fine clothes. Do you know that these hands of mine have worked to supply my own needs and even the needs of those who were with me? And I have been a constant example of how you can help those in need by working hard. You should remember the words of Lord Yahushua. It is more blessed to give than to receive. How can we protect ourselves? From the temptation of stealing. Bible says we have to work to supply our own needs. You see when the Bible says Yahuwah will pour out in our life in great abundance the things that we need in this life. It doesn't mean we're not going to work for that. It doesn't mean all we have to do is pray and then receive with open arms the blessings from heaven as Yahuwah pours out his grace. No, there's something we still have to do. Because the Bible says back in Genesis, from the sweat of your brow, you will eat your bread. And so Yehuah requires that people work for their own living. And so what must we do? What must we determine? So that when we work for our own living, we will be blessed by Yehuah Abba. Number one, we have to make sure we are following the laws of the land, right? We must not break the laws that have been established by whatever country you may live in, because when we break the laws of the land, we are going to also break the law of Yahuwah Abba. Now, one might say, well, I'm not breaking any laws that I am aware of. Well, that's good. However, if we're going to honor, we're going to honor the laws of the land, we have to also honor the law of who? Yahuwah Abba, more so than the laws of the land. And according to the law of Yahuwah Abba, what must we do? So that when we work, 
Yahuwah will bless the work of our hands. The Bible teaches us that we must do it with integrity. We must do it with honesty. How can we work with integrity? We have to work hard. That's what Apostle Paul said. That is the principle of Yahuwah. Work honestly and work hard. Have you been hired by the employer? That's good. Praises be to Father because someone took an interest in investing their company in your hands. And so do not let them down. Do your best to work. If you were given a contract, whatever the contract says, satisfy what you agreed to do. If it is to complete certain tasks, do it with all of your mind. If it is to satisfy certain hours, put the work in those hours. Because this is Yahuwah's requirement from each one of us. And when we do this, he will bless the work of our hands. And when he blesses the work of our hands, what is the expectation of our King Yahushua from all of us? Bible says we help those who are in need. It is blessed, more blessed to give than to receive. And so when we consider the command of Yahuwah Abba, do not steal. Remember the principle that we follow. We obey not just the letter of the law, but what again? The spirit of the law. What's the spirit of the law? It is the spirit of love. This is why when we look at the commands of Yahuwah, whenever it says, do not do this, we look at the, uh, the opposite end of the spectrum. It means when Yahuwah says, do not do this, it means there's something that he wants us to do. That is according to the spirit of love. And so when it says, do not steal, what should be in our minds and in our hearts? Because we belong to our King Yahushua. When it says, do not steal, in our hearts we say, how can I give to those who are in need? To those who are poor within my reach? How can I be an instrument of showing love to my fellow human beings? This is what we need to do as members of the assembly of Yahushua. And so what should we always remember? So that we can overcome the temptation to steal. Let's read the book of Psalm 37 and the verses 16. It is better to be godly and have a little than to be evil and rich. What is the teaching of the Holy Scriptures concerning our goal in life? As we wait for the appearing of our King Yahushua. Bible says our goal should be to be godly. You know there are. Many people throughout the world, but there are only basically two kinds. There are people who are godly, and there are people who are worldly. We get to choose what we want to be. Are we godly or are we worldly? How does the Bible describe those who are worldly? Their ambition, their overall goal in life is to amass as much wealth as they can, right? To become rich. To become wealthy. There's nothing wrong with becoming wealthy per se. But if it is your overarching goal in life. Then we have to be aware of what the Apostle Paul said. Remember what the Apostle Paul said? What's the root of all kinds of evil? Is it money? It's not money. But the love for money. When you place your trust in riches. That's the root of all kinds of evil. Because when a person has that as his ambition. As his goal, he's going to be tempted by evil. 
right? He's going to be tempted to steal. I mean, how many people do we know of who has been accused of laundering, people who have cheated on their taxes, and so end up having to pay for that, doing dishonest work, does not pay. We reap what we sow. And so because we reap what we sow, what should be the goal of every member of the assembly of Yahushua? Not to be worldly, but to be what? To be godly. You know, this Bible says, even if the godly person has little, it is better. It is better for them to be godly and have little than to be evil and rich. Do you know why it says that those who are truly blessed in life are those who are godly? Let's read the final passage of our studies today. The book of Psalm 37, 23 to 25. Yahuwah directs the steps of the godly. He delights in every detail of their lives. Though they stumble, they will never fall. For Yahuwah holds them by the hand. Once I was young and now I am old. Yet I have never seen the godly abandoned or their children begging for bread. Day by day, Yahuwah. Yahuwah takes care of the innocent. They will receive an inheritance that lasts forever. Why is the godly, the one who is truly blessed in this life and in the life that is to come? The Bible says that the godly will never be abandoned by Yahuwah. Even when the world begins to fall apart. Even when the world experiences hardship and pain and suffering. Those who are godly, they'll be blessed by our father, Yahuwah. What is the testimony of King David that proved this is the case? King David said, once I was young, now I am old. And when we, when we consider David, he's seen it all. He's seen so many things in his life. He experienced tragedy. He experienced sin. He experienced brokenness. He experienced pain. He experienced forgiveness. And he experienced the joy of being godly. When he went through his life, he was once young, then he became old. The one thing he knows for, sure, for certain, Bible says he has never seen the godly abandoned or their children begging for bread. The godly are the ones who are truly blessed. In the words of the Apostle Paul, those who are godly, that is great wealth. Why? Because when we are godly, there's someone who is with us at all times. Who is that? Our Father Yahuwah. Did you notice what King David said concerning the godly? Yahuwah is the one who directs their steps, every detail of their life. Yahuwah delights in. And so Yahuwah will work in their life and will work behind the scenes to cause everything to work together for good. What will Yahuwah do when they fall from time to time? Yahuwah will hold them up. They will never be down. They will always be precious in the sight of Abba. Beloved brethren, in this world today, the world celebrates the people who are wealthy. But from the heavenly world, Yahuwah celebrates the one who is godly. Even if the godly person does not have anything to boast about, they are the ones who are truly blessed because Yahuwah's hand holds them up. 
And if Yahuwah holds us up, no one can ever bring us down. No matter what people will say, no matter what people will do, those who are upheld by the hand of Yahuwah, they will remain standing no matter what. And most of all, the Bible says Yahuwah will not only take care of them, Yahuwah will give them the inheritance that will last forever. And so brothers and sisters, let us make it our aim in life to be godly. In everything that we do, choose godliness to be like him, to act like him, to think like our father, Yahuwah, like his beloved son, Yahusha. Let us stand and we shall pray together. Almighty and most holy Abba, Yahuwah, almighty, with but a word, all of creation came to be. That is the power that you have. It is the power that sustains your people. Teach us, loving Father, every day to listen to your voice. Because it is you who directs the steps of the godly. Father, we face many things in this life. Difficulties emerge. Poverty and hardship reign. But Father, we believe and have faith in your ability to provide for our needs. Father, if in the past we have failed to acknowledge you, forgive us, loving Abba. We commit ourselves to you. And with all of our hearts, with all of our ability, we will worship you in spirit and truth. Our King Yahusha, may you please be in our midst. May you work in our life. Bless those who are going through difficult times. Those who are enduring hardship. Loving King, may you please be merciful. Provide for our needs. May you please bless us with hope that no matter what happens, we will never give up. We want one day to see your face, to be with you. That is worth sacrificing for, worth dying for, enduring persecution for. Please strengthen our faith every day that we, as we continue to become mature, will become more and more like you. Father in heaven, we believe in your promise. You said, loving Abba, you will never abandon your people and you will not allow our children to beg bread. Look now upon your people throughout the world, especially in some countries where poverty prevails. We have brethren who sometimes do not know what they will eat the next day. Father, this is a problem of many people throughout the world. Loving Abba, please help your people. Provide for our needs. Bless the livelihoods of your chosen ones. When you see us working hard with our hands, when we begin to sweat for our bread, bless the livelihoods of your people. When people are being laid off one by one, and sometimes we grow in despair. Father, teach us to remember what you said. Lions may grow hungry. But your people, your sons and daughters, 
they will never lack any good thing. Loving Abba, we beg you, provide for us, for we are not just people here on earth. You claimed us to be your own. You said we are your sons and daughters. Loving Abba, we open our hands now. We open them to you. Fill us with what we need. You are merciful, compassionate, and kind. We trust you, loving Father, that we can go on living in this life and we can go on with our loved ones to worship you always. We thank you, Father, for you have blessed your people. We ask and beg everything in the name of our Lord and Savior, Yahushua HaMashiach. Amen.